All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again for the last time this year in the Blockhouse with Kelly, of course. Who else would be here? How's it going, Kelly? Ooh, what if it was somebody else? I don't know. One day, I feel like that's bound to happen, right? Someone's mm. going to be out. And then we have to weirdly <laughs> introduce the other and just pretend like nothing changed. Would, would that happen? Would you just have somebody who wasn't me? Or they could mm. pretend to be me. I would probably just pretend. And it would just be a really <laughs> weird, sad episode. Were you talking to yourself for half an hour? Yeah. Well, let's hope it never comes to that. Okay, we'll see. In case you couldn't tell from the banter, this is a Bob Dylan podcast. We listen to a random Bob Dylan song every single week, and then we talk about it. We let it sit in our minds, in our hearts, in our legs, all of the places you could think that music sits. Right it sits with us. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of Bob Dylan songs as the age limit for Canadian senators. And this week, we listen to Shooting Star off of 1989's Oh Mercy. They can't be senators anymore after they're 75? And I thought of me If I was still the same If I ever became What you wanted me to be I missed the mark Overstepped the line That only you could see See no shooting star tonight and I thought I All right, Kelly, this is it. Last episode. We've moved from bunker to blockhouse. We are in December of 2018. Wow. Wow. What a ride. We managed to not get blown up. We're year, still alive. Which is impressive. Yeah. For being a time capsule like a lot of this podcast is, it's pretty cool that we're still here. Because... Mm-hmm. It's not great. I mean, things might have been set in motion that ultimately spell our doom. I mean, that probably happened. This song definitely has some uh, some doom-laden elements. It does. It seems very apropos. So, Kelly, right. we spent the entire week listening to Shooting Star. Yeah. The final track on Bob Dylan's 1989 Oh Mercy, our fourth Oh Mercy song, which, again, is still insane to me. Uh, We've had Ring Them Bells, which was my number one song from last year. Everything is broken and completely forgettable. And I had to go back and check. What good am I? Uh, You remember what uh, good am I? That's amazing because I thought the song sounded almost exactly like it. Perfect. It's on Mercy. Okay. I was like, there's no way that song's on here too. Wow. Especially if they're back to back. It's like, I just listen to that twice. No. What good am I? I think it's track, I want to say seven after uh, most of the time. All right. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. This one's a little bit further down. I would start singing. What good am I? I? Oh, wrong song. I mean, I love a jangly tremolo guitar. Mm. I am a sucker for that, that a little shimmer. Bro. Which is, huh? Who is it? There's a dobro. You're a dobro. What's a dobro? <laughs> no, we, listen, we keep, <laughs> we're pausing this podcast. We <laughs> Coming up literally, with musical instruments. yeah, because we keep saying dobro and no one ever knows what a fucking dobro is. What? A Dobro is an American brand of resonator guitar currently owned by Gibson. In popular usage, the term is also used as a generic trademark for any wood-bodied single-cone resonator guitar. The Dobro, yeah, it was originally made by blah, blah, blah. So it's it's the guitar with like the big shiny circle mm. in the middle of mm-hmm. it. Where it kind of looks like a steel guitar in the middle? Yeah, so is a steel guitar the same as a Dobro, they ask? Resonator guitars, including round neck varieties, are particularly suitable for this style, yet are seldom referred to as steel guitars, but rather 
to generally as a dobro, acoustic slide, or a square neck resonator guitar. Gotcha. I mean, I guess that makes sense because the body is still wood. It right. just has that like plate on top of it. Right. Okay. And, and I guess that, and that's probably the sound we're talking mm-hmm. about. Okay. Yeah. Back to the podcast. And I freeze in the moment like the rest of the child. Uh, yeah, the, there's a weird echo, like reverb thing on Bob's voice that I don't know if I like or not. I have a hard time, but it, uh, does mirror the effect on the guitar, like yeah. that tremolo sound. So I think it, it fits, uh, but it does a little weird cause it's not just him. Um, I like the, the cadence of the, listen to the part. Yes. Which is very cool. Yes. Fantastic. Um, listen to the engine, listen to the, whatever the hell it says. The last Bell. fire truck from hell. What don't right. you understand <laughs> about that, Kelly? Um, it, musically, it's it's just what good am I? It has the same kind of vibe where it's just like dreamy, slow, a little bit of twang. and So it's not a shock that the two are recorded close to one another. Yeah. It's not a shock that Daniel Lanois, who some people, again, hate. Um, producer. For, as a producer, he produced, obviously, you 2 and we've talked about him on other episodes. Check out the other three Oh Mercies we've done. <laughs> but yeah, this was recorded in New Orleans, uh, March 14th, 1989, in eight takes. He did vocal redubs on April 1st and April 3rd. Mm, okay. uh, the final version is take seven from the March 14th session with the new vocals. It's Bob Dylan on guitar, Brian Stoltz on guitar, Tony Hall on bass, Willie Green on drums, and Lanois on the dobro. The song apparently is a lot like Blowing in the Wind in that it came to Bob Dylan. He said, quote, the song came to me complete, full in my eyes like I just found it. It was illuminated. I wonder if he was listening to What Good Am I at the time? Probably. And it was like, <laughs> wait, there's another song coming. Uh, Clint Highland, Clint Halen notes uh, that he's probably referring more to the music coming because the lyrics went through drastic changes mm. and is rare for a Bob Dylan. It's like a rare win for Bob Dylan in that the final lyrics are better than what he was playing with before. We're so used on, on our infidels and early 1980s tracks that are actually good him taking the wrong way out this one is definitely for the better it's a very simple song sort of but i think that is its strength and i'm glad bob didn't go nuts because there is a line later uh that was cut uh seen a shooting star tonight against the grain up in the hot rod sky across the prairies of maine oh no so that. that kind of garbage yeah. thankfully got excised for a very, very, very simple song. He did say about Shooting Star later that it, quote, might have been something Lanois was looking for. Hmm. And so I think that's kind of the the problem people have with Lanois is that Dylan, they're almost creating a pop record. They're creating a YouTube type. They want people to listen to these songs. God forbid. They want <laughs> them to be hits. God forbid. So he works obviously on Oh Mercy, but also on 97's Time Out of Mind. There is a style to those two, the swampy, New Orleans-y vibe mm. that I typically like. I don't have any problem with Lanois. U2 means nothing to me, but I'm sure growing up in this time, U2 was probably everywhere. Oh, yeah. And to have everybody sort of aping that, especially in the 1980s, and this is the late 80s, so U2 has probably waned a bit, but I'm sure it's annoying if you're a Dylan fan. I get it, but I'm not a weird partisan like that. This song has been played 126 times from June 9th, 1990 to August 1st, 2013. So it's still possible that this song could be played again if you go out to catch Bob Dylan at the at the local concert hall or minor league baseball stadium. But 
<laughs> but it's possible that he'll never touch the song again, which yeah. is kind of wild. So uh, we listened to two different versions of this. We listened to Oh Mercy and we listened to Unplugged. I don't like the Oh Mercy version. Really? I love, 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 love the Unplugged version. I prefer the Unplugged one. Uh, just because I think they really lean in to, like with Tombstone Blues, which... Was these, last week? Yeah. And track one and two on the Unplugged. Amazing. Who could tell? Who, Who could tell? Guessed. Who could know? There we go. Oh, man. Uh, I he think, was channeling this podcast at the time. He was, yeah. I, but I think it, it this lends itself really well to the vibe of that, what I'm assuming is the whole Unplugged set, which is more country, fried, like more twangy yeah um because it already has that feel to it but using that that like steel lap guitar mm, um so to make those sounds is, is really cool the the wateriness of the organ also gives so it the, the same kind of it just really feels cohesive um thematically the music does and unlike tombstone blues from last week i think you can really hear bob's age in his voice um during this performance he's got that grandma the thing going on there, so where you can there. you can almost not hear him what the words are at, at some points especially that listen to the part that i liked a lot i was right. like oh scary um <laughs> i'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but sometimes it's really like breathy and nasally to the point where it like makes it a little melodramatic but uh the harmonica is great and the the triangle ding which is harmonica nice. is i think better on the mercy version again it's another like lead out we don't have a lot of outros mm-hmm. So this was a cool, I, I thought a really good end to the album. And I, I, I think I like the uh, harmonica ending the song, which Unplugged doesn't do. It, it leans more heavy on the organ. But in the context of Unplugged, and we did, we watched, I, as I said last week, I have the DVD for this. And we watched the performance from Tombstone Blues. And then we watched, obviously, Shooting Star right next to it. And it makes a lot more sense because the slowdown and where it's just kind of like the very end is kind of just the organ kind mm-hmm. of playing by itself. Uh, it really lends to quieting down and letting Bob take a sip of water and kind of like get ready to play what the all along the watchtower I think right, is next yeah. or whatever. Ooh, crowd favorite. Everyone's going to lose their shit. So it, it really makes a lot more sense in the context of Unplugged. But I do enjoy a good harmonica outro as a rule. Yeah. But I like that he did the harmonica. And I like, again, I said last week, it's really cool that Bob is the lead guitarist i thought for sure bob outsourced all of the work and he just kind of you know did nothing live Mm -hmm. which is kind of the way i think about it at times i'm sorry (laughs) bob dylan nation but um so it was really cool to see him uh plugging away i just think that it's it's way more resonant i just really love his vocal performance on um unplugged and i love the cadences because they're already been established on oh mercy and oh mercy at this point is what five years old so he has enough wherewithal and he's famous for changing his songs, but he, he didn't change it too much, but he did change it enough. He took a lot of the lines that he knew and he played with how he sang them and where they went and where they fit. And I thought he did that to great aplomb and it was great. And just one more time to reiterate the, uh, the people playing on unplugged, obviously it was Bob Dylan, Bucky Baxter is on the pedal steel guitar and the electric slide guitar. He's the one in the, um, Turtleneck. Turtleneck. John Jackson is playing guitar next to Dylan. Uh, Brendan O'Brien is on the keyboards and he shines on this um, track in particular. Uh, Tony Garnier is on the stand up bass and he's killing it. And Winston Watson is playing drums and percussion in the background and he does a bang up job too. It's fantastic. They are great musicians. And, um, and I just love, I just love his voice, especially on the very final 
verse, uh, the verse that probably means the most, and just the whole delivery of, I wanted to say these things to you that you needed to hear me say. Yes, it's too late to say the things to you that you needed to hear me say. I seen a shooting star tonight slip away. Love it. This is one of my favorite live performances, especially of this period, the, mm. the 90s, uh, never ending tour shit. So, Kelly, this song, what is it? What are we, what does it mean? What, what is this song even about? Apocalypse. We've all been there. Yep. That's that? same old trips. Buffy. Why should we oh, care? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Bring it all back home. Ah, it's just reference after reference. reference. We don't even speak English anymore. No, we, we just don't. speak in references. I will mention a song that um, was such a staple of season one and is not really a part of season two, which is that this is this song, if we go back to 1989 and not 94, let's leave Unplugged over here on the side. Uh, this is kind of a precursor, I think, to uh, Under the Red Sky. We've listened to God Knows, but famously we're waiting for Wiggle Wiggle. To come. <laughs> oh man, we haven't had a Wiggle Wiggle mention in a very no. long time, right? Yeah. So the nursery styledness of it, you know, so that's famous for being a record of sort of nursery rhyme mm. type of shit. And... I think that this song is very simple in that, I mean, minus the fire trucks from hell part. It's a very simple, pretty song. Really? I thought this song was totally fucked. It's about like the rapture and basically the person the narrator singing to got raptured and they didn't. Okay. So let's, let's get into it. So (laughs) is that what you think is going on? I think so. Yeah. I think, I think it's somebody who, uh, the apocalypse just happened yesterday, right? Nobody beeped anybody. Nobody beeped anybody. And maybe lives could have been spared. Um, but is that really what you think? No, I I think people got raptured, uh, and the narrator is like, ah, fuck the person I really loved got raptured and they're just kind of sitting in the rubble and thinking. So it's not metaphor. It's literally rapture. I think so. I don't know. Metaphor for what? Oh, I mean, it's, it's clearly a song about self-reflection and like the things that I've done. So this song is not about fate. It's not about choice. It's not about metaphor. It's not an homage to Chekhov's shooting star story, the house in the attic. You know, I it's, wouldn't know it, what the fuck it's that is. It's not a contemplation of death and acceptance before we let go of those that we've lost. No, it's just revelation sure. for the 1,413th time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. It's not... Uh, we always did feel the same. We just saw it from a different point of view. Nope. It's just Jesus. No, so, I don't. Well, it's I just don't, the rapture. I, I'm taking the Jesus out of the rapture. Oh. I, this is just like this, some, a big event happened and it doesn't I, necessarily have to be that they're raptured. Listen, I'm glad you brought this up <laughs> because another trope of season one that we've definitely avoided for season two and I'm bringing back all the hits, which is we never went to the internet this year. Okay. We just never went to what type of bullshit gets written on the internet that nobody fucking checks. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think that he was singing to Jesus, but I did think that like there was a calling or a rapturing because there's like, isn't there a line in here where it's like you we, ascended or something? Sermon on the Mount. We mentioned the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, it's a wild fucking bridge. But I, my whole point is like, is that what we're reducing this to? Yeah. It's the same thing with Ring Them Bells. Like it, we're reducing this beautiful song. To fucking Christian scripture. Well, can we at least agree that the person he's singing to is like dead or in no yes. way like coming back? That's what I yeah. mean. Accepting someone dead. Yeah. I wish I could say, but what, but also is it 
Can they not just be gone? Can it not just be distance? Can it not be spatial differences? Like this person is gone. I can't tell them what I want them to know. Look, I don't know anything about the Bible and I'm never one to be like, Jesus is the answer. Right. For, insert almost anything. Jesus is not the answer. Yeah. But I don't know, like all good people are praying. It's the last temptation. Like this is definitely apocalyptic. Well, and you throw the Sermon on the Mount. I think that's the whole point is like, but I guess I just, I just want to push back on Bob Dylan, not using fucking metaphors. Like all we're doing is we just pretend that he writes this song over and over. Every fucking song is revelation. And it's the same thing. Some people see this on the opposite side, which is a goodbye to the Christian era that ended in 1981. This is 1989. (laughs) But of course, this is another one that's just goodbye to my Christian Bob, which is complete bullshit because he keeps writing about Christianity up to this very fucking record on Tempest in 2012. So that's complete garbage, but at least that's more interesting because when he sings, did I miss the mark overstepped the line that only you could see? And then he says, I, I was looking at a shooting star and I thought of me, I thought of me, Bob Dylan, instead of someone else, Jesus. At least that's somewhat interesting. I can't stand just like everything is fucking the revelations, man. I'm over it. Over revelations. Okay. Maybe not revelations, but just an apocalyptic event. That's the apocalyptic event. There isn't revelations is the apocalypse. I know, but like beat me. <laughs> if the apocalypse comes. Beat me. Beat me. It doesn't have to be that one. It is. There is no other one. That's literally Jesus coming. That's the that is where we get all the idea of apocalypse well, I mean, from right a there. A huge natural disaster could be an apocalyptic event. Like, True. You know what I mean? I, I don't think Bob's channeling the environment on this I, one. I don't know. I just like the the line of the the last radio is playing because it gives me a very clear image yeah. of like in a post-apocalyptic kind sure. of sci-fi show where it's like the, you you hear the announcer like that we're signing off now mm-hmm. but, you know stay safe we don't know if we'll be back. i fucking it's love that shit. pretty cool i think that bridge is phenomenal mm-hmm. and i think it's phenomenal in this song particularly because it's bonkers and if you took it out it would just be a very up and down nursery type of song you know like oh i saw a shooting star i thought of you oh i saw a shooting star i thought of me mm-hmm. and then i saw a shooting star slip away almost like we had a relationship it went away and then, oh, it's very sad. I see a shooting star tonight. I wish I could have said things to you that you needed to hear me say, but I'm sad now. But then you introduce fire trucks from hell. <laughs> I get it. I understand just like with ring them bells where you're referencing a lot of uh, Christian iconography, you are immediately drawn to it. I just, I guess I just, I just want it to be more than that. Yeah. And to the dude online who thinks this song is about Jimi Hendrix? What? Fight your good fight, you loon. <laughs> you fucking loon. I love it. The guy has written paragraphs on paragraphs of the shooting star being Jimi Hendrix and wow. slipping away because he died in 1967. Hey, Lenny Bruce is dead. Lenny Bruce is dead. Tony Atwood does note that the musical changes in the bridge which is definitely the most affecting portion mm-hmm. of the song on the uh, the live version and on the studio version, changes the, the, tonally. Everything it starts at a C sharp uh, for listening to the engine, and then uh, C to listen to the bell. B as the last fire trucks B flat from hell go rolling by in A. All good people B are praying in E. So you're kind of going down the chromatic scale, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting, and and then obviously repeating that for the rest of it. Um, it's yeah, it's very cool. And Bob Dylan does that a lot in his work. Um, but I think the bridge stands out because of that. And they're really good at, at doing shit like that. So Kelly does this work in 2018. Mm. We 
are obviously partisans of the apocalypse coming. But we live in a world of shit where the apocalypse could come at any moment. Does this give us solace? Does this make us re- uh, contemplate our lives so that we're not one of those people watching the shooting star of Jesus slip away? No. <laughs> I don't know that anything would make me think that. But True. No, I don't know. It's As much as I like the unplugged version because I think it's the superior version, it's still not something that, I don't know, it's just a little too country for me, mm. which is not my bag. I listen to almost everything. But a country, I just like something about it just on a, like a DNA level, just like, uh, yeah, you gotta, feel like, nah, gotta get, the, get over that. I'm never going to get over it's that. It's just a slide guitar. It's not really country. I, I Like, and for somebody who does listen to sort of country stuff, this doesn't even... No yeah, I know, but it's at all. it's still I don't know, so I probably wouldn't listen to it again. Yeah, I don't but blame I don't you listening it. to it, but I mean, is the song does the song work? I mean, lyrically, it's you? it's generic enough, and I I mean, I think yes, apocalypse has been a theme uh, for not just us. I mean, it's 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 hard to think of what how people were viewing the world before us, but I mean, since the Cold War, well, communism ended in nineteen eighty nine, uh, as we've talked about, and uh, everything is broken. So, because that's when the wall came down. That's when the wall came. No, well, the wall came down in, yeah, 89, November of 89. This album came out in, yeah, who knows. So, I, I, we're not the first generation to be bombarded by apocalypse, but I think that there's certainly an inundation in our culture, pop culture, that's like, that has been for the last 15 years. I mean, since I've been cognizant of movies and TVs and stuff, where it's like, the world ended and now we're dealing with it. The world ended and now we're dealing with it over and over and over again. So, this would fit in that scope. And sure. like you just said, the world is garbage and we could die at any second. Well, so. Dylan wrote that song back in 1964. Let me die in my footsteps before I go under the ground. Like, yeah, I mean, he was talking about nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Bob, a lot of Bob Dylan stuff is just, what if it all ended tomorrow? And I'm not denying like an apocalyptic element to it, but it's the same apocalypse that exists in things have changed that exists in all, a lot of his songs where you're just, it's just a, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a mood. This to me is a relationship song. This is a, I thought about you, then I thought about me, and now it's gone. It's over. I wish I could say the things to you that you needed to hear me say. Is it death? Fine. If it, if it needs to be death. A lot of people online said well, after they lost their moms and their dads, they would listen to the song and they would just start crying. I understand that impulse. They're not crying because Jesus died. They're crying because their mom and dad died. Or you, I could see you crying because you broke up with somebody. Mm-hmm. This is a great breakup song because the world and what you feel like feels like the fucking apocalypse. And then you realize in the acceptance that the shooting star is gone. And I gotta let it go. Tomorrow's gonna be another day, as they say. I'll go home. And I'll think of some way to get him back. After all... Tomorrow is another day. That's why I see that the song still works. Not because of the apocalypse of the reality, but the apocalypse of the heart. Yeah. I mean, an emotional apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly, for the last time, we made a playlist for this. Not a whole lot of apocalyptic tinge to our playlist, although I'm still on fire about the internet. You know, I'm just thinking... I believe there's a Spice Girl song where the chorus is, Do you think you are? Do you think you are? Some kind of shooting star. Some kind of superstar. You have 
sure. Almost 100%. I've heard that song. I've heard that song. And I didn't put it on there. Man, what a mistake. Are the Spice Girls on Spotify? Surely. Yeah. I never thought about it. I've never seen them on Spotify. Never looked I've never them. looked either. But they gotta be, right? Right. Fuck. Why didn't I put that song on there? That's a I guess because it's not called that. Otherwise, it would have come. Although I didn't search. I never. I, I hardly shooting go star. I only lyrics. look at my library. Yeah. That's our flaw, I think, with this. I mean, I, I mean, I do look. If my library is lacking, then I do look outside. But I yeah. was able to, to pick enough songs with. Work. Well, I mean, just with lyrics. Oh, not, yeah, the yeah, song right, is okay, not called you. Shooting Star. Right. So you have to remember the lyrics Shooting Star. Right. That's tough. That's so hard unless to do. it sticks out, which that should have. Where was that? That was a very sad non-edition. We can always add it. No, I don't know we what we're even. I can't pretend now. We're not going to. Plus the playlist is already long. Playlist, playlist is done. If you want to see our playlist, you can go to SOTWpod.com. You can go search on Spotify, see that my playlist is kept clean. You can search for this episode, uh, 7075 Shooting Star SOTW. You're going to find this playlist on there as well. And you can listen to it. We, I like this playlist. This is our last playlist for 2018. Welcome back to the podcast. At the Drive-In, Nine Inch Nails, Mastodon, always David Bowie, always it seems Portishead, uh, Chatham County Line. Swearing in Tenement. Welcome to the playlist. Real big fish. Two car, two, two cow, cow garage, garage, who I very much love and saw at Dante's I, oh. right after we first got here, 2012, 2013. Bright Eyes, first Bright Eyes. I fucking love that song. Uh, Midi Chronica, great name. I like the Midi part. Yeah. I'm sure that's Midi what Chronica. they're playing on. They're, yeah, they're good. Uh, the Horrors, that was a fantastic song. The Weekend, of course. Uh, DJ. Sarama, Metric, Foxygen, and Public Service Broadcast from a couple weeks ago. Oh, if you, shit. If you forgot or didn't know, like me. Mm-hmm. They were great. Yeah, so I think I've talked about Nujabes on here before, who was a DJ producer um, out of Japan, who was like very... Uh, I, I first, he's actually a huge inspiration on the music that I started listening to because he did the Samurai Champloo soundtrack and I used to watch a little bit of anime back in the day. Um, and he was a huge deal in the b-boy movement and just like shaping the idea of, uh, of hip hop in Japan. And he died in 2003, I believe in a car accident. Um, and then uh, so many people loved him and was such a huge influence or so, so hugely influenced by him that a lot of, of groups and producers and rappers have done uh, tributes to him. So the song that ends up on our playlist is uh, one of those. And it's just it, very much every single tribute to Nujabis that I've heard is really faithful to the music that he made. And just like you can get a good flavor of it. So while we have a, a finite number of things that he actually made, there's so much great music out there that yeah. sounds a lot like that. And See, yeah, that's was, really cool. I mean, I think I was 14 and like just really opened my mind to like, wow, hip hop can sound like this. You can have hip hop without rapping in it, which didn't make any sense at the time. And just, right. Uh, it's really great. So I'm glad I got to put that on there. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's really great. And it really. And it's called well. Shooting Star, I think. Yeah. yeah. So it all it all works. Yeah. In addition to the playlist, Kelly, what else? What's your final recommendation for 2018? We're going to get back and talk about our top 20, if you will, um, at the end of December, kind of leading into season three. But what, what would you recommend for people out there in the world uh, for the last, uh, I guess, what would you recommend for December of 2018? Because this is our last podcast for the rest of the month, basically. Uh, public service broadcasting. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They. Uh, so if you've never heard of public service broadcasting, not to be infused, but with public broadcasting service. Uh, never confused. <laughs> they're, it's a duo out of um, the UK. I okay. think they're from 
London, yeah. So it's J. Wilgoose Esquire and J.F. Abraham. Uh, they do really cool psychedelic, like kind of prog rock stuff, but they don't sing. Instead, they play clips exclusively. Well, there's one song that he sings on, but for the most part, it's exclusively um, spoken word stuff from the British Film Institute, the UK National Archives, mm. uh, public information films, which are the British version of PSAs, right, right. and uh, propaganda stuff. Yeah. So each of their That's albums, cool. it's so rad. Like you wouldn't think it would oh. work, but it's almost like scoring a movie because you have this piece. And sometimes it's it's multiple pieces in one song, but it's it's like a Churchill speech mm. and then they, they've scored it basically. Like So they bring this tension and drama and sometimes they bring really lighthearted stuff. So each one of their albums is a concept of, of like what thematically the album's going to talk about. So their their first EP in uh well technically their second EP, but their first EP in uh 2012 called The War Room was about World War II and yeah. it's dedicated to Will Goose's grandfather who died at Dunkirk. Uh Inform Educate Ed- Inform Educate Entertain in 2013 is about a bunch of different stuff that's happened through uh recent history like climbing Mount Everest for the first time, the invention of the color TV fashion and road safety. Um so like history stuff that's really yeah it's like and for me who i struggle like reading stuff to to learn things i really need it in an audio or video format for me to like actually grasp like for it to stay in my mind i really enjoy getting information this way because it sticks a little bit better um the race for space in uh i think i didn't write down what date let's say 2015 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, was it is about the Spain. international space race between America and Russia Soviet and uh, Soviet Union, right? And there's a song on there. They actually they toured this. They did it back to front, like they or front to back. <laughs> they did, they played the whole album in its entirety, right? And they're really scared because there's a song on there called uh, "Fire in the Cockpit" that's about the Apollo One fire that killed all three astronauts aboard during a, a test mission, and um, they were worried because it's it's. It's really dramatic and upsetting because it's the the audio the when they're dying, like wow. n- not like them screaming in, in pain, but right. like the command center talking about like, like this is, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, so that's really powerful. And their probably most famous song "Go" is on that album too, which is yeah. really cool. And uh, it's definitely a checker outer. This is awesome. Man. Yeah, every great. valley 2017 is about uh, modern history, but spe- specifically about abandoned coal mining towns in in Wales, and and kind of like the rise of Donald Trump through the lens of the UK, where it's like uh, Will Goose said something about how there's just like repugnant, repulsive, malignant uh, pieces or mindsets that have come from these people being abandoned, mm-hmm. and and then that's America. I mean that's. Donald Trump specifically two coal miners said vote for me and I'll bring your job back you right. know you know I'll make the world suffer at your benefit and it's like so that's but really, really there is none and yeah, that's all yeah. bullshit to begin with yeah so but this is all from the UK and they actually recorded it on site at an old mining thing which is like, just, well they got gutted in the 1980s by Thatcher so like yeah. their shit already went through right but, but it's like so resonant for, yeah yeah for oh, totally too. totally yeah um so that's really rad and then so the reason I'm even bringing this up is that they just came out with another EP uh four songs about the Titanic um called hey Tempest <laughs> right White Star Liner um cool, and that's cool. why that song is is on here Badass. so it's great that um one of them the unsinkable ship is just a guy's recounting a kind of of what was happening at the time and that's fucking cool. it's so cool so check out public yeah, service broadcasting that awesome 2019 listen to that okay all flight controllers gonna go for power descent retro go Fido, go guidance go control go Falcon, go Jinsei, go. Ecom, go. Surgeon, go. Capcom, or go for power decent. 
Kelly, that, that segs perfectly in how I wanted to end this year because I think that people need to learn history more. And I think you're not wrong. People uh, reading books is, is tough, but you know what is easy to do? Listening, listening to music. A lot of this stuff are audiobooks. You can get that from your local library if you still have one. Or if you're on Twitter following us, follow historians. And I would recommend starting with a historian. You probably heard of him, Kevin M. Cruz. Uh, out of, uh, I think he teaches at Princeton. He's written a book on the civil rights movement in, in Atlanta. He's written about just Christian coalitions in the 1980s onward. And he is fire on Twitter. But also, ebooks, man, if you have a library in your town because you didn't fucking let your government gut it away from you, go to the library right now, get a library card, start downloading ebooks and audiobooks to show that people in your town fucking use it. I just finished yesterday a majestic book uh, about Frederick Douglass called Prophet of Freedom by David Blight. Uh, Frederick Douglass, if you don't know, is maybe one of the most famous men in America uh, in the 19th century outside of Ulysses S. Grant, which you see where this is going. Take Ron Chernow's Grant. Take David Blight's Frederick Douglass Prophet of Freedom. You've got yourself a history of slavery, war, abolition, everything that we're still talking about today. And if you can't, get into the Civil War, I recommend reading a general history book about America. Uh, Jill Lepore just released uh, a great first volume that I cannot wait for my, I'm on the waiting list at my local library to get this book and I cannot wait to listen to it called These Truths. And what you want to look for is just a one volume. They're going to be big, man. American history is a big topic. It's going to be 900 pages. It's going to be 45 hours to listen to. You got to make the time for that. Uh, These Truths is is. Perfect, but I would listen to People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Classic book. There's also, uh, just in the last year, I read American Nations, A History of the Eleven Regional Cultures of America by Colin Woodward. Democracy and Change, The Deep History of the Radical Right Stealth Plan for America by Nancy McLean. How Democracies Die by Steve Linsky. And one that I put on here after what happened in uh, Pittsburgh Black Earth, The Holocaust as History and Warning by Timothy Snyder. It sucks that we have to like go back to the early fucking 20th century to talk about eugenics and race and, and all this kind of bullshit. We need to put an end to it. And the only way you're going to know that is by knowing your history. So listen to fucking public broadcasting. Public service broadcast. Listen to public service broadcast. It broadcasting or broadcast? Broadcasting. Broadcasting. Listen to public service broadcasting and listen to public broadcasting service. <laughs> and... Just get an uh, just get a book. If you're thinking I'm really interested in the Civil War, I'm really interested in the turn of the 20th century. I'm interested in the KKK. I'm interested in the in the rise of white nationalists or eugenics. Or I'm just interested in like blues and art. Go to the library. Get a library card. Go vote. You already voted. It's December. <laughs> Hopefully things are not a fucking bleak world out there. But I think history is a way to not only draw strength. To not only draw strength, but also to to push our way forward. I don't know. I'm all like, Ooh, I'm fired out. Up. Don't be bummed out. I'm Here's fired the thing. Up. Here, I'm gonna reach out to the the common person like myself. Common person, because I don't I don't read, I don't do any of that. But I want to heed sure. your advice because yeah, audiobooks are a thing. And if you struggle like me to to read, like to read a physical book, uh, get an audiobook because I think the reason we've part of the thing that's fueling this fire of the shit show around us is we want to escape right yeah. so it, we want to go to comedy we want to go to yeah, yeah. Which, which is fine totally but, but fine. don't forget 
to do the other part, the work part, the learning part. Mm-hmm. So even though it's not as fun sometimes. Even just buying a tome, buying something like these truths. And for, for if you don't read a book at all in a year and you just read that book slowly and that's the only book you read piecemeal by piecemeal, that's good enough too. Just choose what you're going to read or going to consume wisely. That's more what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do something that's going to benefit you and how you want to interact with the world. All right, Kelly. So that's the end of season two. We're going to be back for our special Christmas episode. We're going to create a brand new uh, playlist uh, centered around, I want to say Christmas son in the heart, carpenter. but really son <laughs> of a carpenter. So we're going to talk uh, for about an hour about the intricacies of must be Christmas tonight by the band. And then we'll also no, we are not. glance upon Bob Dylan's Christmas album from 2009 that we already listened to that we listened to last, last year, year. <laughs> but we're going to listen to again with a new playlist. And we're going to talk about the same stuff again because this is what we do, guys. This Just is like a Buffy. ritual. You got to do it every year. It's a ritual. So we will see you uh, uh, probably before Christmas because we'll put it out before Christmas. So sometime there. And then we're also going to be coming at you for our final Mixed Up Confusion where we'll talk about uh, the Bob Dylan uh, songs that we had, the 35 songs that we listened to this year. And we'll also talk about our top 24 recommendations. So you can kind of carry on into 2019. We'll come out with that near the end of December as well. Because we are not above doing a year in review show. No, no. We got to. Well, we do, you know, we do the, with the weekly recommendations, you got to talk about the things that stick with you. You got to recommend as number one post by Jeff Rosenstock. That is ah, the law. Staying, huh? 20, I don't know. I don't know. It's still up in the, up in the air. I'm excited to find out what it is. So I hope that you out there, the listener. And I'm excited, excited to know what yours is. So this is going to be great. Remember most of them. Thankfully, <laughs> I keep track of them. So we will be able to go back. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about Bob Dylan. We're going to talk about our recommendations. We're going to talk about Christmas. So we have nothing to offer you at the end of this episode. If you thought, you're wrong. But at the end of Christmas, we will pick our next week's song. In case you're afraid that you won't catch our Christmas episode. You or should be. Or our 2018 year in review episode. Uh, good news, you can find us on Spotify now Everywhere. if you didn't know that already. We have we, all of our episodes available on Spotify. So are all of our playlists. If you want to listen to this week's playlist, whatever the most recent playlist is, you can find that I'd see that my playlist is kept clean. You should it's follow a, that. You should you follow, follow that. that. That's the easiest way to do that. Follow us on mm-hmm. Spotify. And you can... Follow us everywhere. Everywhere. SOTWpod.com. That's, that's a great resource. That's a great resource. You could, If you're as lazy as I am and you're like, you know what? It sounds a lot to go to Twitter. It sounds a lot like to go to Tumblr or Instagram. Yeah. What, if I, what if it was all just in one place? Listen, what if I also told you that there is an ebook version, uh, that <laughs> there's an audiobook version of our tweets and the websites? What? Yeah, it's weird. If you if you search Sign on the Window on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff, you're going to find an audiobook version of what you find on the internet. An audiobook version? Yeah, it's amazing. It's what we're doing right now. This is the audiobook version of uh, what's on the internet uh, and Twitter. Okay. Okay. I was very so confused. Good. I was like, when did we do a book? <laughs> we did. It was amazing. <laughs> I was not consulted. And if my likeness is any way represented, <laughs> I'm going to need some money. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of money, if you can't think of a great Christmas gift to give us... I have the perfect thing. Patreon.com slash SOTW pod. Give us a dollar. Thank you. I love you. On that note, <laughs> we will see you uh, near Christmas time. We'll, we'll tweet out some stuff and uh, we'll build our playlist and we'll put it out there for your Christmas joy. We'll make that before. So we'll probably put it out in like early December, right after this episode. And then you can enjoy with us 
and then hear us talk about Christmas. And if you don't care about those things, and this is the last time we talked to you this year, oh. Oh, which yeah. made me so sad. It Thank is, so but we'll see you next. We'll see you next year. Twenty nineteen we'll is a good year. Yeah. Honestly, if you're listening to Profit of Freedom instead of listening to us, Amen. Get it. Listen to Grant. Then good on you. We'll see you in twenty nineteen for whatever next song is on docket. Period. Bye. <laughs> I want